1: Welcome everybody to this week's episode of the Badass Ladies Club. We are so honored that you are taking time out of your day and your life to spend it here listening to us talk on about all of these awesome things. My name is Laurie. I'm here with my great friend Jessica. And it would mean (laughs) so much if you guys would get on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. Uh, some kind of comment about how the show has, like, helped you or supported you. And, yeah, like, this kind of thing means so much to us.
0: Yes. As a small business, we definitely, you know, we need your help. We can't do this alone. And small business just leans on our people so much.
1: It's true. And that really our mission at the Badass Ladies Club is to help and support people on their healing journeys and sometimes with a podcast like ours it's so much fun to just like scroll through topics and see the things that stand out to you. So if you're new to the Badass Ladies Club, we welcome you. We're so honored that you're spending your time with us and let's get into today's
0: topic and talk about processing. Yeah, man. Let's do it. Shh. Girl, I've been in a process for like a year. A year. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, processing, it's Let's just start with what it means to be
1: in process. Um, Yeah. Because everybody knows that like, yeah, processing has a lot of means in the real life world, you know, like I'm processing your application or computers have to process information as they, you know, like, but the way that we're speaking about processing is really more like, okay, so you're on this healing journey and sometimes things happen in your life that put you into a process or you recover memories that mm-hmm. put you into a process right? or you do a healing session and it unlocks things inside of you or a
0: breath work session or, work or session. like lots of energy work processing right. follows or
1: you see a sad movie yeah, and it puts you in a process, you know, right. or you see some or you do something for the first time and it makes you really excited and joyful and you know, like happy, and it still puts Mm -hmm. you into a process, you know, Mm -hmm. like, so it's this idea that things open you up or shut you down or, you know, like something happens energetically and spiritually inside of you. And processing is what it means to allow your body, your physical body, some time and space to catch up with whatever it was that started the process.
0: Yeah, I mean, processing can be you know, really heavy sometimes. I think you and I have talked about before how, like, especially since we became vulnerable enough to like really be all in on our healing journeys and to like publicly speak about it is that it can kind of feel like a gaping wound that's (laughs) just like exposed that you're bleeding out of that. Like, um, I'm sure I'm, Selling you on processing, <laughs> sounds well, great, yeah, it? <laughs> yeah, sounds great. People are like, "What the fuck?" No, um, yeah. but it's just like this very emotionally raw state. Raw is a great way to
1: explain it. <clears throat> yeah, and that's the way that anytime I'm working with somebody who's new to healing and energy work and this kind of thing, raw is the word that gets used the most. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and you know, we also spoke about this a lot in the early stages of the podcast that. I didn't know a lot about processing when we started the Badass Ladies Club, but mm-hmm. it was so funny because when we started, we were like, yay, let's talk about healing. This is going to be so great. This is going to you know? be so fun. And then after like <laughs> about eight or 10 episodes, I was like, fucking ouch.
0: Okay. Like,
1: right? <laughs> we're like picking at all of these wounds and these things that um, we know need attention. We just didn't know what that meant in yeah. the beginning. Yeah. 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 Um, And that when you pick at things and then they're like, okay, great, let's come up to the surface and see what needs to heal. Um, Just like when you injure your body physically. Healing sometimes hurts. Yeah. Before it starts to feel better. And, um, you know, I've had like if you think about it with physical healing, because sometimes I think that's the best way to pull it. Like, you know, like I had surgery on my knee it obviously hurt when they cut open my knee and did all the business inside that they did, but ultimately has been very healing and good for my joint. And now I have no pain, you know, Mm -hmm. and then there is, but that wasn't for lack of me having to have the operation take the six weeks off of work, you know, like lay in bed, have the pain with what it felt like to get up, get down, you know, like go to physical therapy, keep moving it. When I was like, no, I don't want to move it. Like that hurts. And the physical therapists were like, no, we got to move it. You know, like we got to do these things. And so the act of processing emotional pain, spiritual pain, trauma, all of these things, you have to be willing to open it up and let it hurt So Mm -hmm. then you can organize it and repair it and let
0: it heal. And so, yeah, processing is heavy. Yeah. And you're using a great analogy with, like, the physical manifestation of that. Um, And I just feel like, you know, it also... Yes, can be emotionally raw, but it's also um, exhausting. Like a lot of times oh, when man, I'm in yeah. process, like I'm really tired or I'm irritable. Yes. Um, and I feel like I just, I feel drained sometimes. Um, I mean, let's just go down the list. Yeah. Okay. Like different Dehydrated. things that come up
1: in, when you're in process is that emotionally raw, exhausted, dehydration, insomnia, which is so funny because oh, yeah. you're exhausted, but sometimes you can't sleep.
0: Well, because you're like in this altered state and you're right. like buzzed. Yeah. Basically, like on this emotionally raw high yes. that like it's a total weird paradigm. It's to super be in. weird. Yeah.
1: Um, and then there's obviously the mood swings. Uh-huh. The recovering memories. Like a lot of times when I'm in process... I know something came up, but I can't put my finger on it. And it's not till like two yeah, or three yeah, yeah. days later that I'm like,
0: oh. That's what happened. I remember now. <laughs> yeah.
1: But you recover memories and remember past events. You just see them in a different light now. So it's sometimes not things that like I blocked out and then I remembered. It's something I've always remembered. But like now somehow. But it's like
0: a connection. Yeah. You're like, oh, like, light bulb moment. Oh, I see
1: this whole thing so much differently now, right. you know? Right. So yeah, all of those things exhaustion let's start with the exhaustion slash insomnia thing because I think that's one of the most fascinating things for me is like I have very little trouble sleeping (laughs) like I will under most circumstances like it gets to be bedtime I'm tired I lay down I pass right out it's so annoying for my husband he's just like (laughs) how do you do that um But when I'm in process, like the exhaustion is real, but there is no sleep. And I mean, we're talking, I'll get, for me, a lot of times it's breath work. So like if I go into a breath work session and I'm done at like six or seven or eight o'clock in the evening, I'll like go home, I'll take a bath, I'll swing in the tree swing. Like I'll do all the things to like help wind myself down. And I'll be like, yeah, I'm really tired. It's like, let's go to bed. Let's do this. And I'll lay down and immediately my eyes are like, ping. And my mind starts to race, you know, and it starts to go and I'll chant to my, I'll do all the tricks, you know, I'll count sheep. I'll repeat to myself on repeat. My intention is to sleep. My intention is to rest. My intent, you know, like. (laughs) and still I'm like, ah, Um, but my physical body is trying to catch up with all of this emotional release that's gone on.
0: And I think it's important to note um, for people who may be, new to this kind of stuff is that like also when you're in process and you're in this like state that we're talking about specifically with the exhaustion, but insomnia, it's totally normal to constantly be yawning. And it's like a way of energy releasing itself physically. And, you know, because people think, oh, she's, um, bored or, you know, but Mm -hmm. really it's, it, It's really not like that. Dude, yawning,
1: even when I'm doing healing sessions for people, like, constantly the whole time. Because, yeah, to your point, like, this idea of releasing energy, it comes out in air. Yeah. So I yawn, I burp, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and that that is a constant um, flow. But it also happens for the person who's receiving the work, you know. And so when that feels... um, out of character, like it is completely normal for that to
0: happen. Mm-hmm.
1: You, It's got to come out somewhere. You're right. You know, it's got to release. Um, The other, like if we can backtrack to the feeling raw thing, like it's so funny, like things that never normally bother me when I'm in a heavy process, like I'm bothered by everything.
0: I know. Yes. Me too. It reminds me. The littlest me, thing. Yeah. I'm like,
1: Argh! When uh, Glennon Doyle in Untamed talks about when she stopped drinking and it was like everything in the world was touching her like she was a raw, open nerve and everything was touching her and it hurt, you know, like and that's kind of what it feels like sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. It's so interesting because I have noticed how sensitive I am when I'm in process to things like um, television. So, like, I can't go home from a breathwork session or if I've just had a healing session, then I see, you know, something horrible on TV, like a war or mm-hmm. a murder or even just, like, a really intense mystery or something that, like, stokes my anxiety, you know? Like, I cannot tolerate it when I'm in process. And what I need to watch is, like...
0: Something funny <laughs> Disney or lighthearted. Or, yeah, 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 like, something
1: really easy and light. Even, um... Like comedy shows because I'll watch like stand up comedy stuff and think that that worked, but sometimes they're so
0: mean, right? <laughs> like, that it hurts you my have feelings. To be, you know? have to be really, really careful. Yeah. It's so important in a healing situation to take care of yourself, which I think we're going to get into later. But yeah, you have to be really hyper aware of what self care looks like yeah. in that situation. But well. Anyway, you could keep on going. Well, and just
1: understanding that like things that sometimes you might like normally, you know, like I'm not gonna watch Game of Thrones when I'm in process. Right? That stuff is under normal circumstances. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. You know, it's <laughs> so cool. You know, it's written really well. Um, but yeah, like that, you're delicate. Yeah, and I always tell people like treat yourself like you would treat a newborn baby that you brought home from the hospital. Yeah, like gentle slow motions, lots of soothing voices, and you know bless Aubrey (laughs) because I'm like oh no like you can't use that tone of voice with me he's like what tone are you I was like no (laughs) check yourself I actually cannot hear it right now like and that the people around you sometimes have to learn how to handle you when you're in the space and now after a year plus like he can just tell by looking at me you know that (laughs) what he needs to do is stay quiet and hold me, you know, or like, just be really gentle. He'll go get the chocolate, you know, like he'll pull up Disney plus like it's, so there's ways that we all process, but definitely the people around you holding that space is something really important because again like yes. things that Aubrey and I might be able to interact with or you know do on a daily basis sometimes when I'm in process that Can't. shit is not okay with me you know like yeah. I'm just not the Laurie that I am when I'm not
0: no same I mean yeah whenever I'm <clears throat> out of a session no matter like what that kind of session is I mean shit I even think that it could be like a normal talk therapy session yes. for some people yes. you know like Whatever that is for you, yeah, there are things that or people that I talk to on the freaking daily that I'm like, I can't right now. You know what it reminds me of, too? Um, God, I don't remember
1: where we were. We were it was either like a Tony Robbins thing or maybe it was a serious business thing. It was some big personal growth and development type space where they were talking about like the difference between knowing and doing something. Mm hmm. And that's kind of what processing is like, where you have this experience, whether it's a healing session, a breathwork session, a talk therapy or just a sad movie, you know, like a conversation that you had with somebody where you feel triggered and things open up. Right. And that as a human, as an adult, as a person, you can receive the fact that you just had this information, this session, this thing that opened you up. But that it takes time to know it and to process it mm-hmm. and then allow it to help you expand or shift into a new awareness or a new way of being. And that's what processing is for, right? That mm-hmm. you can't just go talk to your therapist and then say, well, yeah, you shouldn't, you know, like focus on this because you, you know, like need to, fo-. and then you walk out of there and be like, okay, I'm great. Right. Like that's not the way that things work. No. You have to take the time to allow it to process and decide what it means for you, which is always my favorite thing about intuitive healing and breath work is that nobody's telling you how to feel, what things mean. Like you decide those things for yourself. You're supported in a container where you're able to come to those own conclusions as long as you allow yourself to process. Right. But I also, and I am... 1 million percent guilty of this even still to today where sometimes I will go into a process and not finish it Ooh. because I've already opened
0: up a new situation
1: <laughs> that needs immediate attention and so things oh, get okay. left yeah, yeah, open yeah. You know? I see what
0: you're probably what I'm doing right now <laughs> let's talk about this because it's important <laughs> like, Yeah. well just that um, I mean without going into too much detail. Like, Laurie facilitated a breathwork session that I attended and a lot of really heavy stuff came up, but I was already processing other things and then out of the blue, this thing comes up that I've never talked about before and I was like, oh shit, it's happening. Mm-hmm. Like, but I'm already like trying to deal with this other stuff and this new thing came up and I I feel like I'm living between, I would say two worlds, but it almost feels like 10 worlds, yeah. you know? And so I wonder, and you and I haven't talked about this. So like, I wonder if it's almost like when you're facilitating a healing session and you have to, you know, give it all to karma, blow it up and like close the chapter, you know, that um, if maybe processing is like the same, dare I say, process that you like have to kind of close that. I mean, no. or is it ever closed? This like is, that's an honest question.
1: It's an honest question, and I'm sure a lot of people would answer it differently. But the way that I see it is that, uh, and we say this a lot: healing is layered.
0: It okay? is an onion. It is a very big yes.
1: Onion. <laughs> and that, so when you're like in process on one thing, and then you decide to go to breath work and see what comes up, like you did, and then you come to breath work. And something comes up that is big and hairy and gnarly, and you're like, "Oh God, do I even have the capacity to hold this?" You know, um, because I'm still processing this last piece. Right. What I know is that these things are always connected, mm-hmm. and that even though you feel like they're stacking on top of each other, and that feels really overwhelming, that spirit knows that they are in tandem drawn to one another,
0: you know? And so- Oh yeah, like one everything layer, that I've been processing yeah, is linked to- To something else. One core thing. Right. For sure.
1: And that nothing comes up until it's ready to heal, period. End of story. Like there is a divine guidance, a divine wisdom that is like holding everyone's healing journey for them, right? And sometimes I feel like it's like having a really good- coach like if you hire a health coach or a trainer or something at the gym and you don't think that you can go another 10 minutes on the treadmill or you don't think you can lift the next weight up or whatever you know and they're like it's not a physical thing about whether or not you can yes you can it's like a mental thing Mm -hmm. and you need somebody to like push you past that threshold in order to get stronger in order to expand in order to grow you know in your journey and it's the same way with healing you know that like sometimes the big shit comes up which in your case it did you know yeah and it felt too big you know like to hold and work with and it's okay because sometimes big things put you in process for a long time like it takes as long as it takes but some of my biggest processes have also been really quick, but only because I was working them for such a long time. So let me see the best way to explain this. Like if we backtrack to last year, I put in my notice and had like eight weeks notice at the salon, right? Right. And just putting in my notice was a huge <laughs> situation. I had been working it for six months easy, you know, like before I had the stamina and the wherewithal to like actually take that step. And so after I took that step, it was really traumatic for six or eight weeks because I was pretty much ignored after I put in this notice, right? right? No closure to the situation. No like realistic conversation about how, you know, like the transition so we can navigate go, things, yeah. you know, like I really had my idea of how I wanted it to all go down. Clearly it did not go down right. the way that I had hoped. And that that was really painful and that I felt really abandoned. And um, and I felt like um, that all of my efforts for 12 years were just like blown off because of how this was going down, right? And
0: that put me in a process. Okay. Which, might I add, put other people in process well and we're yes, yes like and we'll get and we're to gonna that. get to that too because <laughs> yeah. that's a totally <laughs> loaded situation um
1: but yeah like put me in a super huge process and so old laurie would have been stuck in that space right but because i had been through so much over the six months just leading up to the idea that i was going to put this notice in and then got iced out
0: mm-hmm. and
1: ignored like that mm-hmm. which Holistic psychologist has been talking a lot about how manipulative and fucking gross it is to ignore people and withhold and isolate, Mm -hmm. you know, like attention. It's a total manipulation tactic and it was going down, right? Yeah, right. So, in that space, what I would have thought would have taken me another year to process that kind of hurt, you know, actually, I processed it hella quick because I got to this place where I was like, I deserve fucking better. I am worthy of better. People who treat me like that are nothing in my estimation. From here on, like I will not fucking have it. Amen, and sister. So it switched like, and that was the expansion. So it wasn't about the being ignored and iced out and withholding attention that hurt me so bad. It was really about this year long, by that point, almost process that I was in of owning my value and worth. And not wasting my time and holding myself back from the greatness that I was able to step into because I wanted to feel safe and I needed validation from these outside sources, right? So it's that whole thing about gradually and suddenly. Like, you feel like you're swimming through the muck forever and you're never going to make it out. And then all of a sudden one day, bam, bam, you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, get me out of this crazy. And so it happens fast sometimes.
0: And on this note, I think it is super important to say, and this is where I'm feeling like in my life right now, which this is a really heavy layered conversation, but I'm going to try to condense this down (laughs) for the sake of this (laughs) uh, podcast. Um, I think it's really important to note, at least in my experience, that... Yes, healing journeys can hurt. Yes, processing can be a bitch. Yes, it feels like I got shot and I have this open gaping wound of like shit pouring out of me. And I've never had more compassion, Mm self-love, awareness. And I've never felt so mentally stable and fit in my life that now more than ever because old Jessica was, it's, it was this continuous cycle of, um, I don't have time. I blah, 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 blah. Like excuses, excuses, excuses that even though now, like, Yes, I have 5 million things going on. I feel like I can, and although I'm not perfect, granted, but I feel like I can like mentally handle all of it better that like now I'm like searching for, um, like a fitness, you know, like yoga studios and gym memberships. And like, because now I feel like I'm in this mentally like better space that I can concentrate on my physical health that I have abandoned for years and I I know we're not talking about physical health right now but I'm just saying like that you're making yourself a priority all of a sudden right right because you're healing that is a it is a completely different like paradigm that I never saw coming in connection with a healing journey you know what I mean that like and I talked about this a lot this weekend um For those of you who, which I don't know when this episode is releasing, but I (laughs) I just flew back in from Kansas city last night and I was hanging out with a bunch of amazing hairdressers this weekend. One of them being Gino Chapman, who is becoming a good friend of mine and he's extremely physically fit. Mm -hmm. And we talked about like his process and, um, I think he's a like-minded misfit, Mm -hmm. you know, like us where he Yes, he's very physically fit, but he's like, but it's all for my head. Yes. It's all for my psyche. And it's all, you know, which, like I said, I know we're not talking about it right now. It's but It's not
1: an ego. I want to look good. I need to be physically fit. Right. It's that I physically have to do this work. It's Jeffrey Scott talked about yes. it when he was on the podcast. Yes. Like, yes, it's important for your mental health and it helps process. Right. Like, uh, yeah, like pro- physical activity helps your emotional and mental and spiritual body catch up,
0: you know? Right. Which I just, all I'm saying is that I didn't foresee this coming like that being on a healing journey and processing traumas and like doing all these things and helping other people heal has gotten me into a space where I'm not like sad and overwhelmed with my life anymore. Mm.
1: That's so good. You know, that...
0: I'm just as busy, if not busier, mm-hmm. than I was before. Yeah. And I'm like fucking bring it universe, totally. like I'm ready. Yeah. You know, and so anyway, um but back to processing. No, I love <laughs> this
1: only because that is a huge result of processing, right? Is learning to prioritize your health, your mental health, your physical health, your well- like and to your point, like, yeah, Jessica, a year ago, two years ago, anything was more important than you taking care of yourself.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Anything was more important. You actually
1: invited people to put more on you. yes, So you didn't (laughs) have to look at what it meant to take care of yourself. Right. And I feel that. And I know that like, that's almost this like, martyr thing that we all take on where we're like, I'll just do so much for everybody else and I'll just perform so well in all of these other things that then when I look up one day, validation, 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 and I realize (laughs) that I am a freaking wreck and in shambles, I'll have something to show for the fact that I've wrecked myself. Yeah. And healing journeys are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Fuck all those people and all the things they need and all the things that you think are so important that you have to do. Can we just bring it down and get quiet and take care of yourself for five minutes, one hour, six hours, a whole day, a whole weekend, a whole vacation, whatever, you know, like, and that you realize that that time invested in yourself has way better results than the needing the validation from all of Mm -hmm. those external places, but kind of like what we were talking about in the very beginning, Sometimes processing is uh, multifaceted, right? Where you are in this situation, like you were talking about earlier, where you were already processing one thing and then this other thing comes up. And so, does that mean that you close the door to open a new one? And I'm just saying, no, you're just opening the door wider. (laughs) You know, like you just expand this idea of what it means. Yeah, right. (laughs) Like your French doors popped up. I love that. Um, And so, What's on the other side of processing, I guess, is like, I know one thing for me that really changed when I was able to fully process what I was going through last year was this idea that, yeah, like I felt totally crazy and was acting and feeling in ways that were totally opposite of the way that I had acted and felt before. But it came down to one solid truth, which was that I will not abandon myself Ever, ever again, ever again, yeah. no matter what that means. Right. And in that case, it meant I could not be employed where I was employed anymore. I couldn't do it for another day. I couldn't do it for another second. I couldn't wait till the end of the year. I couldn't wait until the lease was up. I couldn't wait until anybody else told me it was good time for me to do that. Like I couldn't do it for the benefit of all the people that worked for me. Mm-hmm. That
0: Me included, y'all, and I'm her best friend. Jessica included.
1: Like, (laughs) I was altering the future of what it looked like where I worked. And that nothing was more important than me holding to what it was that I needed to do. And that that could potentially have wrecked everything in my life, you know? And what's so interesting about it, looking back on it now, is like, yeah, it totally made the shift with the work life and with everything that career meant to me up to that point. But I mean, I was willing to see that on all fronts. So like with family members, I was like, this is what you get, right? Yes. Like, this yeah. is what I'm going through. I will not abandon myself to keep you comfortable. In my marriage, this is what's happening. I don't know what the fuck's going on with me. Like, yes, I'm a wreck. <laughs> yes, I'm quitting my job. No, I have no plan B. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what's gonna happen.
0: This is what you got, you know? Like, I will not abandon myself to keep you comfortable anymore. Which links back to this, you being in process... Yes. ...puts other people in process. Which I think All is really beautiful.
1: Let's, let's talk about
0: because it. Because, ready or not, here <laughs> we fucking come... Ah, that, ...that... Um, how do I say this? I just feel... That you like, and I don't mean you as in Laurie, I mean you as a collective, like you as a (laughs) human being in process kind of um, weeds out the people that are worse or not worth keeping. Mm -hmm. And it puts you in a completely different vibration with the universe and people feel that. And it's like all of a sudden the right people come around. Yeah. Or stick around or they don't, you know? Um, yeah.
1: The right people show up, but the wrong people give you an opportunity to put your foot down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that that's them being in the, pro- you know, like you go into a process and they sense that and they're like, oh, shit, Jessica's waking up. Yeah. Oh, she's wise to the fact that that I've been benefiting from, from her not being her authentic. Her lack of boundaries you know? like, yeah, and yeah, yeah. And then they give you opportunities to stand your ground. And sometimes we do and sometimes we don't, you know? But either way, um, it shakes up the people in your life that are self-motivated, but it also attracts people into your life
0: mm-hmm. that
1: can help you hold that space.
0: Right, like I don't have any room for friends anymore that like... <laughs> When I greet one of my girlfriends, it is like, hello goddess, hello queen, hello. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? That like, that is the language and the only language that I use with my friends and the people that I love Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, in work that I have no room for asshole, um, ego-driven hairdressers mm-hmm. that are out there for you know the money, the fame, the you know um I've worked with some really big amazing hairdressers yeah. in my career totally. that were a fucking nightmare to work with yeah. like a fucking nightmare nightmare yeah and so now I'm like in this part of my hair journey and my hair career where I'm starting to attract people who are fucking gems of human Mm -hmm. beings that I am like, I will work with you any day of the week. Call me whenever you need, you know, like I would love to work creatively with you or whatever that means. You know, that it just, and I feel different. I feel different than I did when I was working with those asshole hairdressers, you know? Mm -hmm. And Um, I feel that way about our retreat business. I feel that way about like the podcast in general that the feedback that I'm getting, like people are noticing and people are paying attention and it all has to do with the changes that we've made and the vibration that we're putting out. And, you know, and this isn't for us, this is so that we can share it and give it to other people that is what it's all about
1: right is
0: I'm not harboring these secrets so that I can just like you know have it for myself and pat myself on the back you know what I mean like yeah it's just awesome it's beautiful because
1: everything is connected right like you hear that on the surface so much like we're all whole we're all connected um but the more you heal the more you realize that like doing doing your own work and elevating your own frequency and being able to, yeah, like heal the stuff that hurts you so you can release it and then like shift into this next level of expansion only allows you to help more people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that by doing that work, you're doing everyone's work. Like, and it inspires other people to do their work. And so then they start doing their work and... So I think a lot about like when I'm doing a healing session, like I'm not just working on that one person. I'm working on everybody that they come into contact with, like helping them shift and heal and elevate their frequency is going to elevate the frequencies of all of their clients, all of their family, all of their friends group, you know? So by healing yourself,
0: you're healing the world, You're healing the
1: world. Like we are changing the world. And that's not an ego statement. That's a very um, universal statement that I make from a total space of wholeness of myself, you know, like that that is part of what this calling is all about is to make healing something that we speak about uh, more easily because Mm -hmm. it has been something that people like don't talk about a lot, or that healing isn't just for therapists and counselors. You know, like that healing is something that we all do together collectively, not because you got a certification or you took an online class or because you went to university to do that, but because that's what you're made to freaking do because your body knows how to do that. And that facilitating this idea of having conversations about it, talking about it openly and making it available to everyone, even people who don't have. $200 an hour to invest in a professional therapist can listen to a free podcast, Mm -hmm. you know, and like have an outlet to learn about things and see what resonates with you. Cause what resonates is what will work. And that that's, um, but all of that puts me in a big freaking process, you know, (laughs)
0: like,
1: and that I, it's so funny, the more that I have friends that are healers that we all go through our own shit. Mm-hmm. like that I can come in here today and talk a big game.
0: But tomorrow this could be a blubbering mess. I might be like, what the hell am I doing with my life? You know, <laughs> like
1: that it is an ebb and a flow that
0: things do shift and evolve. And that, yeah, I'm totally on a high right now. So that's probably why I sound extremely <laughs> like pumped. But yeah, I have my days for sure. All right. I have been planning processing time. OK, mm. so like
1: when I facilitate a breathwork session the next day, I have the day off always. And that that next day, it might look like sleep. It might look like spending time outside in the garden and working in the dirt. It might look like taking walks or getting a massage or laying in a bathtub, like whatever it is. I give myself room to do whatever I need to do in that space and time. Um, and one of the things that really supports me in processing is nature which seems so obvious, you know, like to go outside. But I know that a big process I go into a lot of times is like that scarcity Mm -hmm. mindset, you know, Mm -hmm. like when we're selling an offer or when, you know, like time seems to go by so fast and I'm like, oh my God, is it the end of the month already? Like, God, I didn't do any of these things I was going to do to get ready for next month, you know? And I didn't, and that I start to have this feeling of, not enough, not enough, not enough. And it's not just like a financial not enough. It's also like a I'm not enough or there's not enough time or I don't have enough this or I don't have enough that. And that that trigger is immediately released when I go outside and I think about like, we don't run out of sunshine. Mm-hmm. You know, like the sun abundantly shines on you no matter what you do. The grass clearly does not struggle to freaking grow for as often as I have to mow my lawn, you know, like <laughs> that it is an infinitely renewable resource. Mm-hmm. We've been talking a lot about or I've been talking a lot about like leaning up against trees or hugging trees or just like aligning your energy and becoming one with the tree, you know. Yeah and branches and it's spring right now. So like watching naked branches go to like tiny little buds, go to like huge leaves to go into completely filled in trees. Like the tree looked like it was dead three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And now it's totally freaking alive, you know, with like so much abundance and growth and wealth, like that nature is this beautiful example of how, life goes on, you know, like no matter what you're processing or dealing with in your inside world. And that when I'm processing my scarcity mindset or I'm processing the emotional trauma that I recovered, you know, like whatever those things are, seeing that life goes on in that way and that the world is so infinitely and beautifully supported by the source that nobody can put their finger on or be certain at all about like what it actually is, is such a great processing technique is to get out in it and be a part of it. And then you're part of the whole, Mm -hmm. you're part of nature, you know, Mm -hmm. like you can't separate yourself from that. And that will help with the heaviness of processing anything.
0: Yeah. And I think that being in process and especially in nature not exclusively in nature. I'm just saying I think that it's a little bit easier in nature. That the universe and spirit is speaking to you if you just pay attention. Oh, everywhere. Yeah. That, um, you know, I, I come across a lot of people that, like, don't believe in that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Or even people that may believe in that kind of stuff. But... You know, they're like, for example, if they lost a loved one and they're like, I just don't feel them around anymore, mm-hmm. which I have done. Yeah. Um, And what I'm learning is that, like, if you just, like, pay attention. Yeah. Like, there's constant, like, source is constantly sending you messages, yeah. you know, and I just try to continue to educate myself on, like. For example, what like maybe the Native Americans or, you know, um, even in some European countries, like what a certain color means Mm -hmm. or what a certain butterfly means or what a certain tree means or what a, you know, that like if I see something and I'm feeling a message of some sort, I try to... You know, I'm like, if spirit sent me this to notice something, what does that mean? You know, and so just researching and just paying attention to what that is. And then when you see it,
1: believe it. Mm -hmm. Like, all of that, a hundred times, yes. But I never started to receive more messages than when I stopped questioning the messages I was already getting. Mm -hmm. Because your literal brain is so quick to be like, it's just a butterfly. Right. butterflies everywhere. Like, that doesn't mean anything, you know? And as soon as I let that go and was like, oh, there's a butterfly. That's exactly what I needed to see. I bet it means this, you know? Like, the, And as soon as I, like, believed it, accepted it, and started running with it, that's all it means to change your frequency and raise your vibration, is that relief of,
0: oh, my God, it happened, and you know? Like, it feels so much better. And, might I add, like, I'm just a researcher. I like doing that kind of stuff. But if you're not, things mean what things mean to you. Trust yourself. Things mean whatever you say they mean. Mm -hmm. So even if you don't Google what the freaking color of the butterfly is or whatever in Native American culture, whatever, is that whatever meaning you give that is the meaning that it has. And it doesn't matter if that's like... In research true or mm-hmm. not Because of the effect that it has On your mind yeah. you know what I mean That like If you believe it And you believe it Then it's, it's true. True. true You know it's so true you. right if you See a butterfly And you take that as a message From the universe Whatever that message is Is what it is Totally. So
1: another thing I mean nature we did Touch on like physical activity and movement. You know, like I obviously love yoga and hot yoga. I'm not really like a workout kind of girl as far as like gyms and stuff are concerned, but I do super love to walk the dog. Mm -hmm. And that he and I will go on, like sometimes we just go walk for a mile or whatever, but sometimes like we'll walk three or four or five miles. Because he obviously is happy that we're doing it, but like it just drops me into a space. And I've been doing a lot of walking meditations, which are like, you know, an hour long sometimes where you go through this process of walking and meditating because it kind of drops you into this zone. Uh, Steve Jobs talked a lot about it when he was alive, you know, like that anytime he was yeah. working through some big concept at apple or like how he was going to like launch a new product that was going to revolutionize and change the world or whatever you know like he had to walk it out yeah um actually we maybe need to put up a poll or something about this like i want to record a walking meditation for badass ladies club that people can listen to because walking meditations have been so good for me but it's like this concept of like walking and meditating and being one with nature and moving your body and like feeling the air and feeling the energy. And then sometimes at like mid meditation, you just stop Mm -hmm. and you can feel your heart beating and you can feel the energy and you do drop in deeper and deeper. And then you come back out of it and you start walking again, you know, and it's really, really powerful, um, combination of physical movement and nature. And meditation. So, like things like that, or um, I do it in the bathtub a lot too. So, like, I'll fill up the tub, I'll drop five cups of Epsom salts in there, you know, and I'll lay in the bathtub up to my neck and listen to a sound healing yeah. or a gong meditation yeah. or something, you know, like that being submerged in the salt water and hearing the tones and the sounds and feeling the vibrations in my body, like, allows me to process things without my literal mind involved. Like sometimes I think we think that when you're processing this heavy stuff, you need I need to think about it. Like I don't need to think about it. I need to feel into it, you know? And that getting out of my head and into my body so I can feel my way around some of these things, it does the work for me and I don't have to think about it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I've somehow processed it without having to do anything, you know? Um,
0: yes. Yeah. Because might I add, you know, Sometimes, like, um, I hear a lot that, like, meditations or those kinds of things can be overwhelming because people feel like they have to pay attention. Yeah. It is okay if you fall asleep. Yeah. You're still receiving it. Absolutely. You're still getting that vibration. And it doesn't matter if you, like, actually process the words or the sounds. It matters how it changes your energy and your vibration. This uh, Laurie and I are on this kick where we're listening to this, you know.
1: Oh my gosh! Oh my god! The million god, dollar the million diva, diva yes. priestess thing. Ingrid Arna, I'm yes.
0: loving you. And I more times than not, I have kind of drifted off, mm-hmm. but I'm also listening to it in the car yeah. and like you know just whenever I can, even if it's in little bits and pieces. Um just take it how you can take it. There, right. There's no right or wrong way to do this. You're absorbing you know? it no matter what. You're absorbing like, it, it no, matter no matter what. I will
1: not divulge names. But in Breathwork last week, like I had somebody straight up sleep and snore through the last half of the set. And I just left them, you know? Like I didn't, part of me was like, should I go like try and stop the snoring? Or what? you know, and I was like, no, nope. And it was so interesting because to hear their estimation of what their experience was like after the fact, they were doing some hardcore work in that space that like literally their body could not be present for. I love that so much. And that the sleep allowed them to do some of this really deep work that, I mean, it was just on Sunday, so they it's were still coming still out, you know, like, yes, it. they were receiving everything, yes. if not more, you know. And that there that it's OK to do anything like that as you need to. And don't think just because you dropped out or you fell asleep or you weren't like actively paying attention that it wasn't doing good. Every bit of practice adds up. Absolutely. Um, so let's talk about grounding food. Yeah, (laughs) self-care, self-care. Like that being in process mean, like that there are physically things that you can eat that will help you ground into what it is that you're processing.
0: Macaroni and cheese fixes everything.
1: Truly, I, so many people make fun of me, like there's nothing I'd rather eat than macaroni and cheese. Even before I knew that pasta and cheese were good for (laughs) your process, which is something I really only learned a year ago, like it is my go-to comfort food yeah. for everything, you know? So yeah, like pasta. Like something heavy, like potatoes, potatoes. Yeah. All forms
0: of potatoes. Fries. Yeah. I'm a French fry girl. Well,
1: really like root vegetables. Yeah. So like potatoes, onions, carrots, it's... anything that grows in the ground like that, mm-hmm. super, super grounding. So it doesn't have to be unhealthy. Right. You can roast potatoes and carrots and onions and eat that, you know, like, um, but I'm a fan of the mac and cheese. I like French fries, mashed potatoes, like all mm-hmm. of that kind of stuff really pulls you into your body. The other really amazing thing is dark chocolate. I'm not a dark chocolate I know girl, you're not, so... but it works like
0: a champion. Like it's so nourishing. It you can be... eat milk
1: chocolate. Yeah, like... it has yeah. to be
0: milk chocolate yeah. for me. But yeah, I mean, but yes, dark chocolate specifically, it's better for you it's... for sure.
1: But <laughs> um, even like... Uh, in Monica Kreider's breathwork sessions, she makes this pomegranate chocolate bark
0: by hand. I might add, like she's I know, such a goddess, and I wish. I mean, I've had it, and oh, it is God, very it's good. So but- good,
1: but pomegranates are crazy grounding, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so this combination of like a pomegranate seed with the chocolate, um, it really does. Like, it's still this idea that you're being held, yeah. you're being comforted, you're being supported, like. That that's what you need and that there are foods that do that. Now, I, for one, can get out of hand with that. Where I'm like, I'm gonna eat macaroni and cheese and chocolate every day because I'm in process. (laughs) Like, there is too much of a good thing. Um, But the other thing I love is, like, comfort on a physical level. So, like, comfy pajamas, fuzzy blankets, hoodies. Like, give me a hoodie with, like, I'll walk around my house with my hood up yeah. because it feels comforting to me, right. right? Like, so whatever your thing is that makes you feel held and comfortable and safe like that. Um, Because yeah, I also, from right. Breathwork on Sunday, I had a client text me and be like, I've just been like rolled up in my blanket in bed, you know, like can't not snuggle in, you know, so well. And that that is a womb, cocoon-like space, like, caterpillars to butterflies you need to like cocoon yourself in warmth and safety and comfort and that is really helpful with processing
0: yeah um back to the like comedy situation mm-hmm. watching something light hearted like yeah. mine my go to is like Schitt's Creek
1: oh yeah like, good stuff man you know
0: like give me a good Schitt's Creek the episode office. Yeah, the like office Parks and Rec, Like yeah all like Something really lighthearted and silly and like, or like stepbrothers. Yes. I mean, like how many breathwork sessions I've been like, I have to watch stepbrothers, you know, like just, uh, Aubrey has this
1: thing where he says, do you need Will Ferrell? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I I need need Will Will Ferrell. Ferrell, Will Ferrell has to do nothing. Like I just look at his face (laughs) and I'm like, (laughs) like, I can't stand it. Um, so, yes, definitely like lighthearted, funny things that give you warm fuzzies, you know, yeah. like is a big piece. Um,
0: I would also recommend, um, you know, silencing your phone. Totally. Stay off the social media unless you're like scrolling feel good Instagram posts or something. Like, Truly, but I would still say like minimize the phone screen time
1: even if you are looking for things that make you feel good it we all know how hard it is doom scrolling is a thing it's not even doom scrolling i just mean like because you're raw yeah because you're sensitive that you may go into your phone with the best of intentions to find something that makes you feel good and accidentally stumble across some shit that is triggering and yeah. takes you the other direction and then you fall into it like so even when I'm not in process and I'm not sensitive and I am really like on top of I don't cuz I have boundaries with my phone where I'm like I'm not trying to focus on my phone right now but I do need to do this thing. And mm-hmm. so I'll get in and be really conscious of and aware. I'm just going to log in, I'm going to do the thing and I'm going to get off. I still can't keep myself from falling into it. So yeah, I I would suggest if you can stand it, get your phone away. Just put it in the yeah. other room. You yeah. know, like it's cool. And I tend to be, I think I'm just old enough and that I don't, I remember what life was like before everybody could get a hold of you at every moment. And we all have excuses why we need to be, you have gotten a hold, like I have kids, I have elderly parents. I don't, that's not important to this idea that you can take a few hours for yourself right. without your cell phone. You can. Right. You might choose what not I do, to, but what, you
0: can. What I do is I put it on. Do not disturb, which if you guys don't know best ever, if you have an iPhone, no one can reach you. Well, it won't notify you on do not disturb unless they are on your favorites list. Mm-hmm. So anyone who has contact with my child is on my favorites list. So that is a very small group of people. And that is my mom and dad, Aaron, And his parents. And so if heaven forbid she had to like be rushed to the hospital for any situation, those people can reach me. Otherwise it's on do not disturb. Don't bother me. But you know what? Let me put, let me throw this down here. This is going to make Laurie a really unpopular
1: girl. We're going to go ahead and go there. Sometimes you need to let other people take care of her and turn off your fucking phone. Like that. If she's in a desperate situation, Somebody will find you. But like you did take a weekend off where you told everybody, don't text me. Yeah. Don't call me. Because there is room and space for Jessica to take time and not be in the, somebody's going to get in a hold of me because there's something going on with my kid mode. It's really, really important for moms especially to allow room and space for what they need. Because always being available all the time is Draining and exhausting in a way that you For were sure. already drained and exhausted from being in process. And that doesn't make you a bad mom. That makes you a better mom because you're working on your own healing. So that way she has more room and space to not be affected by the stuff that mom's
0: healing, you know? Like, well, I know. I'm just saying if there was, heaven forbid, a terrible car accident or like, you know what I mean? Something really crazy. Yes. Someone knows how to get me. And only those people can get me. I'm going to lean on the side that there's not going to be a tragic car accident that's going to fall into the processing time. You don't know these
1: things. No, I don't. I also don't have kids. like So I (laughs) am coming at it from a totally different perspective. And I'm not talking specifically about you, but I'm talking in general. We all, like I did it with the salon for years. Mm -hmm. There was no off time. There was no time my phone wasn't available at all hours to fall into what somebody else needed. And even people like before there were cell phones, what did people do when they weren't with their kids? They didn't, they didn't know because nobody could call them and tell them those things, you know, like they found things out when they found things out. And so I'm not suggesting that like you isolate yourself from the people who are taking care of your kids. But what I'm saying is there is a reality where you do not need to be reachable all hours of the day, for sure. Every of the yes, day. and that it is equally an opportunity for us to distract ourselves from what's going on inside by picking up our phone and making sure everything's okay. Like everything's okay, and we're infinitely supported and protected. Even our little ones when they're not with us, even our businesses when we're not with them. You know that the cell phone is the greatest source of distraction. Especially when you're processing shit that you don't want to look at Mm
0: -hmm. and that's
1: painful to look at and see. Then you can use it as this, oh, well, I'm needed here so I can pack this away and put it away, you know, and that being in process does mean that you have to make room and space for that and allow everybody else to do their own work. And a lot of times that does fall into communication when you've got kids, you know, like you've got one. I know people that have four. Yeah. And they still have to take space where they're like the four kids are going to be fine. They're with their grandmother. You know, like I have this thing that I'm working and that's what I got to make time to do. And that means that the phone goes out and that shit's freeing. It's freedom in a way that most humans will never allow themselves to know Mm -hmm. is to tap out of that cell phone and super helps your processing.
0: Mm
1: There was one more.
0: What was it?
1: Art processing Oh, and yeah. Um, art is therapeutic, man. And seeing what comes out, like we do art processing at the end of breathwork, you know, where you've got crayons and mm-hmm. mandalas and you get to color and draw as you're like moving from your breathwork journey and into the room that you've been laying in the whole time. But also like, I love the idea of uh, adult coloring books. You know, yeah. like that they have come such a long way in colored pencils and crayons and markers. And like you and I like art supplies. <laughs> we do. You know, like, and that having um, coloring is something that, uh, you know, people do as children. And it's been more popular as adults in recent years. Um, but it really does allow you to turn off the monkey mind
0: mm-hmm.
1: and fall into this feeling around space. And so art's a great way to process, not with the intention of making anything pretty. You know, like, don't worry about what it looks like. Just let it come out. And journaling's a lot like that, too. You know, like, writing about your experience and writing about how you feel. um, And sometimes, again, writing with no real intention about what you're even saying, some crazy shit comes out. Mm -hmm. You know, like, things that you're like, whoa. Or, uh, we didn't talk about this before, but, like, tapping. It's amazing the stuff that comes out when I'm EFT tapping that I yes. didn't even realize was a thing until I say it out my mouth. And I'm like, whoa, like there it is. So, yeah, the journaling, the art processing, things like EFT, like they all really support this idea of processing what it is you're working. For sure. I think that's an episode on processing. I think it is. All right. Um, we are holding space here for you guys to process however you need to for all the ways that we have talked about over this podcast there are a million more that we did not get to Mm
0: -hmm.
1: however you do it is the right way to do it we love you guys so much have a great week and we'll see you next time